starting out, part two. Uh, Chris, uh, I think you got something for us. Uh, thanks for your uh, announcer voice there. All right, so movie spotlight. This is where we spotlight. We shine a spotlight on a movie, and I get to do it today because uh, I had a movie I wanted to talk about. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Let's make this clear. This is not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 1971 with Gene Wilder. And Peter Awesome. Awesome! That's pretty cool. Julie Don Cole and some other folks. This is one of the greatest movies that has ever been made by man. You really think so? I love this movie. And I don't think I'm overemphasizing it because it because it's nostalgic to me, because it is definitely nostalgic. And I'll be honest with you. I used to watch this over and over again when I was a kid. But I own it, and I've I've gone back and watched it, and I still absolutely love this movie. I mean, there's a bit of hyperbole when I say that it's one of the greatest movies. Like, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. Sure, sure, sure. uh, And I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. I think I would give it a 5 out of 5, though. Um, Really? I love this movie, man. Just think of what they had to do to accomplish this. It, It would have been so easy for it to be, like, really weird and creepy and just a story about a guy who ends up killing a bunch of kids. You know, (laughs) like, but instead it's this magical Uh, journey that takes you into a wonderland of candy. Perfect way to describe that. So, um, I, I I just did some research on this movie that I thought people might find interesting. So it was, it was directed by Mel Stewart and there's some fun little stories about it. First of all, a lot of people were up for the part of Willy Wonka. A lot of people were interested. Every single guy who all the creators of Monty Python, John Cleese, every single one of them was interested in the part. Oh, wow. Um, but they said they didn't have enough star power in the USA. John um, Cleese would have been great, too. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> that would have uh, been really cool. Uh, so um, and they also were considered for the part again when they made Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I guess they're just... Oh, it was like an older version? Lots of people who were really interested in... Um, also, Peter Sellers. Okay. Uh, oh, I love Peter Sellers. Yeah. yeah. He would have been good. So, yeah, yeah lots of people. Basically, what happened is when Gene Wilder went in and... Uh, Killed it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Mel Stewart, the director, ran after him and grabbed him and said, you are Willy Wonka, you have to do this movie. And there's a bit of a upset that happened because they hadn't negotiated a fee yet. Oh. So the guy who was in charge of that was kind of mad at the director because he was basically offered the guy the part before they had ever considered what they were going to pay him. That's um, tough. Yeah. Uh, Gene Wilder said that he would he would do it. He would be Willy Wonka on one condition that he would be allowed to walk out with a limp and a cane and then all of a sudden, you know, stumble and do a somersault and jump out. That was his fine. only condition? That was his condition. <laughs> That's a strange condition. And it, <laughs> really, uh, it kind of is, to um, be honest. He, he did it because he felt that uh, it would... From that point onward, you wouldn't know. You'd be guessing with the character. You wouldn't know whether he was lying or telling the truth. You wouldn't know what was going on in his head. Uh. And as I go back and watch the movie, I, I I think that was a really important part that kind of set up the character. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do continue. Okay, so there's just so many different little stories and fun little things. Um, I was uh, I separated it into a couple things. I know I always like to hear like things that made it into a movie that are kind of like a a blooper or something so i'm gonna hit those two uh the first one is in the candy man scene where the guy's singing uh the candy my man best song can. my favorite song in that movie by the way 
beats out pure imagination even which is a really? tough one mm, yeah but i really like the candy man song anyhow he when he after he's done like with the soda machines like serving them soda he lifts up the counter to walk through to the outside of the counter in the candy shop and the little door nails one of the little girls in the chin <laughs> and her head snaps back and you can see it and that made it into the actual film and then there's a part where uh, oh my gosh. there's a part where the actress who played veruca salt She's cracking that giant chocolate egg on a yeah. rock. That was yeah. a real rock, and she wasn't aware of that. And earlier, during one of the takes, she fell on the rock and cut her knee, and so you can see blood on her stocking. Oh. And the actress says that she still has a scar on her knee from that. Oh, jeez. Wow. Um, those are the only two things that made it into the movie that are like fun to look at yeah. and to watch for. The uh, Wonka wash, and it was like shot foam all over them. That yeah. was actually um, uh, fire extinguisher, like material that they, that's what they use for the foam isn't and that kind of hazardous they didn't know that at the time but oh. it's a skin irritant and so all the actors who were in that scene got like red and swollen <laughs> skin and and it wow. was like a few days before they were able to so they had to like stop yeah, shooting for a couple of days shooting. yeah wow um wow. Uh, uh, there's that's just interesting and kind of sad for the actors um in the the chocolate, they used 150,000 gallons of water, actual cocoa mix, and cream to make the chocolate river. I love that. So it was basically real chocolate, um, but the cream spoiled. So by the time they were Gross. done filming the movie, it was Gross. like the stinkiest thing ever. Oh. It smelled really, really bad. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. So um, that's just a fun little fact. When they were driving through the tunnel in the boat one of the greatest scenes in any movie my ever. favorite scene oh so oh by the way the face with the centipede crawling on it that was a personal friend of the director because he was the only one who was willing to let a centipede oh. crawl on his face <laughs> <laughs> um but anyhow that when gene wilder starts to scream and yell and sing the song some of the kid actors actually thought he had gone crazy from filming in the tunnel for so long and got scared which I just love. Um, I like that. The director did not tell the kids, the actors. Okay, that was the first scene that all the kid actors filmed, other than Charlie, Peter Osom. Everyone else, that was the first scene, was when he was walking out with the cane. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know that he was going to do that, so the surprise on their faces is genuine. Also, um, at the end of the movie, skip ahead a little bit, Mel Stewart did not tell Charlie's actor, Peter, that he was going to that Willy Wonka was going to yell at him both him and grandpa Joe didn't know and so in that scene every time they had practiced it he would kind of like just act disappointed and and like quietly tell them that he was disappointed and go through all the lines and when they actually filmed it he full-on yells at them and they they were like so they're surprised and and reaction and even I think upset a little bit because uh, Gene Wilder was really he really wanted to tell Peter because they had gr- grown really close like they would have lunch together every day when they were just the, the only few people left on the movie and he really wanted to tell him that he was going to yell and that he wasn't actually mad <laughs> and the director wouldn't let him because he wanted to get that oh, you know, honest reaction That's now I kind of feel bad yeah, like, but it's a cool it's just they don't tell cool him they don't tell him they don't tell him and then well, it actually yeah. really kind of messes him up for a minute <laughs> Well, you can see now it in the movie. He's got drugs. like he's got like a little bit of teary eyes. Yeah. Uh, actually, he was offered five a five movie deal when the movie was over, and uh, um, well, he was offered a lot of money too. He didn't accept he it because he he didn't want to be an actor. So now he's a veterinarian. The uh, that's where Peter, who played Charlie, ended up, which is interesting. Uh, they didn't know how big of a movie it was going to be, so they got rid of a lot of the props. 
And the director has said, actually, he's wrote a book about it. So a lot of this stuff is, it's like for sure, it's not questioned. Yeah. He, he said he's really sad about that because they would have been worth tons of money, uh, but they're not. Most of the chocolate bars in this movie are made out of wood. Um, a lot of the chocolate bars in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, the not as fun to watch movie, <laughs> but still a cool movie that sticks a little bit closer to the book. Um, the, Nestle like uh, donated like 15,000 chocolate bars to that movie or something. So most of them yeah, in wow. that movie are real. So I got a question. Not a sponsor. The, uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, the Chocolate Factory, when they walk in, how much of that stuff is edible? Oh, you mean the the edible room when he sings Pure Imagination? Uh, it's like almost 80%, I guess. A lot of it was edible. But like 80% was edible? Yeah. Oh. Um, but you know what's funny is uh, as many things in that scene were edible, the plate with the cup that Willy Wonka drinks out of was, was made out of wax. So he had to bite a chunk out of wax and chew it up and then spit it out every take. Oh, wow. Uh, and they just... Make it out of sugar like everything else. I know. Right? That's What's ridiculous, the- Matt. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I just have one question, and that is, did the schnozberries taste like schnozberries? Of course they did. You uh, wouldn't lie. Uh, so Veruca uh, Salt is picking her nose. I had to. Veruca Salt is picking her nose in that scene. She really didn't want to do that because she was embarrassed because she had a crush on Charlie, the actor. Oh. Um, which is just cute. But she did want to do it because there was something up there. Okay, so the <laughs> musical key in the beginning of the movie that he uses to unlock one of the doors is Mozart, even though the lady says it's Rachmaninoff. Oh. Um, and then... There's I always liked that, the, too. Yeah. The 44, 99, 100% pure, that was from an ad for a soap back in the day. So that was like a like a kind of call out to, like, you know, modern pop culture at the okay. time. And, I, and But we miss it now. We don't get it because, you know, they don't play those commercials anymore. One of the greatest lines. Yeah. Ugh. So this part where he's swinging his cane yeah. around, he actually hit a bunch, a couple of the kids during of takes. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. If you watch it, he comes so close. Oh, he had to he, hit him a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. I mean, he's whipping that thing. Yeah. Um, you, uh, this movie is just so special. A lot of the the quotes, the silly things that he says throughout the book, are are there's like a handful. A lot of it's from Shakespeare. A lot of it's from poetry. In fact, the tinker who says, you know. No one ever goes in, and no one ever comes out. That's from a, a poem called Fairies. So there's a lot of quotations that weren't actually in the book that the screenwriter added in. Huh, there's a lot of differences. Roald Dahl apparently was really upset. about He didn't like the way the movie turned out because he felt they focused on Willy Wonka, and the book is much more focused on Charlie. Charlie yeah, sure. That's why the book is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whereas the movie is called Willy, Willy Wonka. Wonka the, oh, okay. But the reason they changed the uh, the title is because Quaker Oats was coming out with Wonka bars, as they when when they released they were timing it to release with the movie, and they actually funded the movie to be made. Oh, um, and, but they didn't turn out. Nobody really liked them, so Nestle bought the name, and that's why nowadays Wonka is a Nestle brand. Oh yeah, okay. I've definitely eaten like Wonka like nerds and stuff or oh, yeah. Yeah, Wonka, nerds are Wonka, yeah. yeah. Nerds are Wonka, yeah. Nerds are Oh, I have a question. So do you think he was doing like early on method acting? Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder? Oh. I, I don't know. I'd have to Because I mean if he's really like swinging that cane around really uh, <laughs> almost and maybe hitting the kids and and also the like you said the yelling thing and do you think that 
it was that, or do you think it was just like he wasn't a, more surprise reaction stuff? He wasn't a method actor, and I think a lot of that was the director's influence okay. of wanting uh, to okay. not tell people. I so don't want to sound question. silly, but uh, you know, springtime—the only pretty ringtime bird sing. Yeah. Hey, ding! That's from Shakespeare. Uh, when he says, "I love that." When he's pedaling um, the bike and then he stops. Candy is dandy, and li- yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. Just a candy is dandy, of sugar. and candy is dandy, and liquor is quicker. Is a quote from a. I think a poem. A lot of the stuff that he says, where it's kind of like weird in the movie, they're really cool, like either literary or poetry references, and I just thought that was interesting. One more thing, and then we can move on. Okay, I always wanted to know this, and I found it when I was researching this, and I was excited. When they're outside the inventing room, oh, because this whole movie was filmed in Germany, and I think it's pronounced Germany. <laughs> and the part uh, with Your the mind. chocolates being made in the beginning is an actual chocolate factory, a total chocolate factory in the area the outside shot uh, no the inside shot oh, the outside okay. shot was a different um building um i like the outside shot a yeah lot. the outside I shot is so super cool. cool that's a real building um but i don't think i'm not sure that's in germany i can't remember but well let's go what he says he speaks in, in german and it's real german and he tells them that uh he basically says ladies and gentlemen this is my most special room or most you know, secret room in the factory, the inventing room. That's basically what he huh. says. And it's in almost, it's like a slight English accent of German. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. I like that. That's really cool. Of that. I don't like the look of it. Um, Matt, so what were your thoughts? Did this have as much of an impact on you as it did Chris? Oh, I I don't know it quite as much, but definitely. I mean, I've, I've watched this movie probably... I don't know, 20 times. What, what would you give it out of five stars? Because you seemed oh, surprised that I gave it five out of five. No, I wasn't surprised. That you, I was just... He wanted answers. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's more... You wanted me to I wanted to know why. and defend I just wanted the to know why, yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, I have no uh, qualms with that at all. I think five out of five is absolutely uh, the case. But I wanted to know why yeah. you think it's so great. Well, the Candyman song and that part is i mean that's just a part of the movie but that's a big part of why i like it so much i really love that song that's actually written by sammy davis jr who wanted to be the candy man but he was too recognizable so they didn't let him do it Um, also this movie was made because the director's daughter dirty rat (laughs) read the book and she told her dad she was like you should make this movie i think it would be a good movie like and she is she is one of the girls chewing gum and blowing bubbles in the classroom in the beginning of the movie. Oh. So she's in the movie, and so was the son of the assistant director. He's in there somewhere, too, as like a little cameo as one of the students. I kind of like it when they do that, like just bring in somebody just to be a part yeah. of something, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, like, like in actor like Peter Jackson's children are in um, a lot of the Lord of the Rings films. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like if George Lucas made movies that were supposed to come before the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, I think he probably would have put his kids in random roles in that movie, but I don't think those movies were ever made. As far as I, I feel like there's a weird blurry spot. I know what you mean, but I'm drawing a blank. I don't, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I I feel like if they did, if they had made movies like that, it would have been difficult. (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump over into, uh, into something new. We haven't done this yet which is why we don't actually have music for it so imagine some sort of cool surfer theme oh yeah because uh, stream yeah, surfers we're going to talk about stream surfing. stream surfers uh, stream surfers <laughs> binge watch a show and you're surfing on top of the stream <laughs> oh that's watch. not bad yeah that's binge not bad. Watch. look at that 
Binge uh, watching. Send in a vote on if Chris's song is good or not. <laughs> the answer is no. Don't. <laughs> the, don't, answer, don't do the answer is no. Hint. No. <laughs> This is going to be a poll. Um, okay, we'll no ahead. and we'll go no. Ahead. We'll go ahead and tell, the, tell you the answer now. <laughs> the correct answer 61% is no. no. <laughs> 30, 39% no. <laughs> uh, Definitely not. Okay, so it'll be okay, no lowercase, no capitalized. Yeah. Uh, I decided to pick a show off of Netflix. Uh, the show was called Slasher. First starting it, it says a super channel production, and instantly I felt like, this is going to be really awful. And then uh, after looking it up, uh, it's a Canadian show. So there you go. No nice one has it. a Canadian accent. So I didn't judge it knowing it was a super channel when it was Canadian, which I thought was kind of funny. So it's not just a bunch Tell of Tell us about the show. Yeah, like, Give us something to get interested. Okay. So it's a story about a girl. And this happens in the pilot episode in the first few minutes. So you're not going to be too surprised. And there is someone in a mask who comes in and kills this girl's father and mother while she's pregnant and he actually like cuts the child out of out. the mother yeah and wow. the police come in and he's like rocking in a chair with the baby it's super creepy oh yeah so intriguing um, yeah um <laughs> disgusting so it's about her being much older and she's inherited the house and she decides to move back into it with her fiance always a good idea yes uh she decided it was time for her to face her past Mm-hmm. But now there's a series of killings that follow the style of the person who killed her parents. So it's all kind of a mystery. She's trying starting to figure to, it oh, out. Okay. So yeah. and and is there a slasher essence to it? Is, does it play out like old slasher films? It does play out like old slasher films, and they all kind of fit in with the Seven Deadly Sins. But uh, now this show, I'm talking about it, which doesn't mean it's a great show. I really enjoy this show. I find it really entertaining. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has things that a lot of horror movies fail with. Uh, one of them is hiring a girl with an Irish accent, and she's trying to speak in an American accent. And there are scenes where she just totally forgets the American accent. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they just have her speak in the, her dialect? Why, yeah, why don't that, they just let her be Irish? Yeah. Why in any horror movie do they do that? <laughs> well, all right. It happens all the time. Get me there. No, but there's parts like that that make you laugh. And then there's parts where just really weird things happen, like with background extras and like situations are really unrealistic. You're like, why is no one doing this? It's like one of those classic things. But the things that I love about like, Old Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street is you have horror movies where they try to do something and it's entertaining, but it's not necessarily a great movie. There's a lot wrong with it, but you're not upset at it. You're enjoying the ride as you're going on. Sure. It. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a popcorn show. It's it sit totally back and enjoy is. it. It's not, it's not divide it and, and interpret it. It's just, yes. it's just okay. watch it. And, and, and it is very gory. It shows a lot of the slasher type stuff nice. and it does all that but there's also really good surprises i was surprised with the twist at the end of the season um, does it have this is netflix right yes is it netflix original um no it aired on a canadian tv station and now it's so uh, does it have netflix. like a lot of boobs like the old flasher films did no flasher films no it doesn't really have any sort of nudity they kind of trade it out for gore but there are i'm okay with that yeah there there's really great scenes yeah. um and, you know, it really gets you in there and you're watching it and you're like, oh, curious, you're trying to figure it out the whole time. And I wasn't able to figure it out. And I tried really hard uh, because they do something very smart with it, which uh, 
anytime I play poker, I have a really bad poker face because I smile when I get good cards. So I just started smiling with whatever hand I get. And that's kind of what they do, is any character that could be connected to it, they make them suspicious. So instead of being like, oh, well, it's probably this person, everyone's equally suspicious. <laughs> so it's hard to like pinpoint which person will be what. But I really enjoy it. I, it's hard to find a good horror movie TV show. Uh, Scream is not the way to go. I can't stand that show. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Slasher is actually really entertaining. Nice. Not great, right. nice, but entertaining. I'm sold. I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah. Why not? There is a slip and fall in the beginning. It's just someone slipping and falling, but it is the most brutal-looking slip and fall. <laughs> I cringe every time. Is it anyway, slip, uh, trip, and fall? It's running, slipping, feet kick out from under you, fall on your face on the floor, and it is beautifully acted. <laughs> <laughs> they probably actually split open their face or yeah. something. All right, so uh, who's next? I'll go. Um, my recommendation is for uh, uh, Netflix as well. Um, so my my uh, recommendation is from Netflix as well, but I will also recommend uh, for Hulu. It is Lady Dynamite. It's Maria Bamford. It's her show. It's got a whole bunch of people in it, guest appearing. Patton Oswalt is in it. Um, nice. Brian Pesane is in it. Nice. Uh, shoot. Uh, there's just a ton of people. John Mulaney t- makes a joke about his failed show, um, <laughs> which is really great. And it, if you like her comedy, if you like her humor, if you like the silliness of uh, of her as a person, and you understand her story of mental illness and um, the things that she's gone through in real life, then you're going to love this Give show. Give us a little bit of that story. Um, I, I don't well, even know who, what's her, what's her name? Maria Bamford. Yeah, I've never even heard of her. She's got, I think she it's bipolar mania, I think is what they call it. Or something. I'm sure I'm wrong, but I think that might be it. Or like, she found out later in life that uh, that her fa- her family had a history of mental illness, and so she dealt with it much later in life, like in her 30s and stuff. Huh. So she just all of a sudden one day, uh, to my knowledge, and again I may be wrong, but uh, to my knowledge, she just had to go to um, a mental mental institution uh, for a while because she just couldn't handle what was happening to her. And so it kind of plays upon that sort of... Yeah, and so it plays in a fun way, but also in like a, this is actually pretty serious, you know? Kind of like uh, Louis. Louis is really serious, but also funny. Yeah, Louis Louis is also a great show. But this show, Lady Dynamite, just, it's so killer. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. I mean, I I don't think there was a... (laughs) I love that song. It, it's so good. I mean, I can't Dynamite recommend it enough if you like that stuff. If you like that whole scene of, like, the alternative com- comedy scene, you're going to like it. Um, so that that's it for, for Netflix. I also have a Hulu recommendation. Go for it. Yeah, just, just um, And it it's an now, older yeah. show. It's still so good. I think I've seen it twice. And that's Misfits. Uh, Misfits is a show where there are these juvenile delinquents. Very reminiscent of Heroes, in a sense. In a way, yeah. But very different at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, no spoilers or anything. This happens at the very beginning of the show. They get struck by um, lightning from a crazy storm. A bunch of people around the world get these powers. So it's just their story, and um, I think there's... Five seasons of it. Whole four series is on it. Netflix. Whole series is on Hulu. Or Hulu, yeah, Hulu. Plus. Um, it's a Hulu exclusive, and um, man, it is it good. I love every part of that. And Simon, uh, 
the guy who plays Simon is in Game of Thrones. He plays uh, Ramsey Bolton. And uh, the guy who plays um, uh, later in the seasons as a multiple personalities, uh, uh, like a physical representation, he has multiple... Right. Um, I'm not explaining it correctly, but there's multiple people. Like anyway, uh, he is in uh, he's in that new show, Preacher, that we talked about on the last episode. Uh, he plays Cassidy, and um, just this maniacal uh, character um, that he 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 portrays in um, in Misfits. But he also plays like a sweet character, and then he plays like just a goofy normal guy. So he's so he's so wonderful. Uh, in everything that he does, in my opinion, um, which is just another reason to watch uh, that show and Preacher. All right. Chris. All right. So uh, I, I, I did Hulu Plus, um, although since we didn't get Amazon in here, I've heard good things about Transent, Transparent. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but it's supposed yeah. to be really good. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, you can see the first the two seasons of, of Banshee on Amazon if you have Prime, and that's incredible. So check that out. That show is amazing. All right. So I was thinking South Park, but everyone has seen South Park. But if you've been looking for it and you can't find it, like you used to watch it on South Park Studios, um, that's because it's exclusive on Hulu Plus now. Um, if you used to watch Adventure Time and you're a big fan of that show Love like I am. It. <laughs> Adventure Time. Come on, grab your friends. They It used to be on Netflix, but they took it off and it's on Hulu Plus. So just to let you know, that's what happened with that. But most people know about this, so I wanted to kind of settle on New Girl. I feel like that's a show that isn't getting quite as much attention as it should. It's so good. <laughs> it is really funny, and it's, it's consistently really funny. And it is good. It, Zombie it, Zoo. And I really like 29? it. 29? One of my favorite things is the douchebag jar. I think uh, they don't do that as much in the modern seasons. No, but it's unfortunate because I really like those parts. But when we talked about surf streaming, my mind went directly there because I've been trying to catch up on the most recent season, and I just love that show. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, now, the thing with that Hulu does, and they always do this, is they don't have the older stuff. So if you want to see the earlier seasons, go on Netflix. They're on there. And mm. then for the recent stuff, Hulu Plus has that. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Zombie zoo, zombie zoo. Who let all these zombies out of this damn zoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love every part of that show. So and, Amazon, uh, the late Prince was on there. Amazon does have uh, a few shows that it does have that Seven Deadly Sins show that we were talking about. Yeah. Not uh, on the podcast. It's super weird and kind of gory and uh, all that. And then it also has Penn and Teller uh, BS. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Um, which I, I always like that show. It's a little bit older, but uh, it's the only place that I've seen that has that show. So, um, yeah, I'll be done. I just wanted to. <laughs> no, you're good. That was good. Scene selection! Scene selection! Scene selection! Today's scene selections, we've cut it down to three because we have three people now. So be aware of that. But uh, we're going to start with our honorable mention. Let me tell you my honorable mention first and then we'll go around like we usually do. So for me, my first honorable mention, my only honorable mention, is a song. Is it from Silly Songs with Larry? It's called Cheeseburger. It's actually, is it a silly song or is it a song like a, a sad songs with Mr. Lunt? 
I think they call it something different, but nonetheless... Uh, I won't yell at you if you're wrong. <laughs> all right. Uh, VeggieTales, I don't know how many listeners even know what VeggieTales is, but... I do. I, I couldn't... Mean, if you've seen possibly... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, it's really similar. That's not really true. No, it's really not. If... <laughs> there's just something magical about the song and I couldn't leave it off the list. I, um, we used to, I just used to have a lot of friends who had seen it and knew about it and we would sing it all the time. Cause it's so funny. It's about this guy who waits in line for a cheeseburger and he, it's like a love song for a cheeseburger and it's so great. Do you have a clip? Uh, I could sing it for you. Uh, go for it. Cause you're his cheeseburger, his yummy cheeseburger. He'll wait for you, yeah, he'll wait for you. Won't be so long, cheeseburger, his precious cheeseburger. He'll wait for you, oh, he will wait for you. Cause he loves your cheeseburger with all his heart. Anyhow, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm man. sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely on YouTube. All right, Matt, what do you got? <laughs> Love songs with Mr. Lunt. Is that what it is? Boom! Oh! Killing it. Nostalgia Killing memory it. right now. I'm just on it right now. Um, I think I'm going to go. I, I actually had a really hard time with this. I'll be completely honest because um, we talked a little bit about um, what we were going to do in this episode um, a week prior. And uh, Corey suggested, hey, for scene selection, let's do um, musical numbers. And I was like, well, I don't have a favorite musical number. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really watch that many musicals. I have favorite musical number, guys. <laughs> okay, I was wrong, okay? I was Cats wrong. don't dance. <laughs> Great movie, So, by the way. anyway, I, uh, I realized how much I really do like <laughs> musicals, and now I had a really hard time deciding. So, uh, oh! yeah, you, were, you were right. You were right. <laughs> you, I'll give you that one. So, I'm going to go with... <laughs> it's from Crybaby. Okay. And it is uh, Please, Mr. Jailer. Um, <laughs> so what's going on in the movie at this point in time? Um, Johnny Depp is uh, is in jail for a crime he did commit, but uh, they want uh, his lover wants the jailer to let him go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's this lady singing? That's his, uh, that's that's his, his mom. Lady. That's not his mom. <laughs> that is definitely not his mom. I don't know the actress's name, but the song gets better about, um, it's still good, but it gets better about halfway through. Um, I like it, though. And he just barely avoids getting a haircut here, mm. which if you know anything about the movie, his hair is like a big deal. So, anyway. So why is this? Do uh, you just really right. like that song? I just really like that. It's a good song. Well, I, I tried like to it. It's think, got some I tried groove. to think outside the box too. That's so good. yeah, it, it was one of those like, okay, well, I know all the classic <laughs> Disney movies. I know all the classic like Mary Poppins and all that, um, which are so great. Yeah. And I wanted to choose all of those songs, and then I was like, well, I think I'm gonna go with something a little different. That's good. And uh, so that's my that's my choice. I do love that movie. Crybaby is awesome. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Yes, great film. Um, for me, my honorable mention is uh, from Mary Poppins. Actually, like you just mentioned, love it. Um, and it's from the song Holiday. But I chose one specific part, uh, which there's actually no singing. There's just dancing in it, which I thought would be good for Tap the podcast. Dancing, though. You know, it's Tap all dancing. you gotta watch it because it's <laughs> so. Visual. Everybody watch this video. So, yeah, really quick. so stare at the little <laughs> bar going across your screen. 
and it is the penguin dance. I love it. I'm watching it right now. Dick Van Dyke, not a trained dancer. He just kind of was really athletic and did the choreography because he's great. He he choreographed it? Uh, no, I don't think he choreographed it, but okay. he can follow he, it like, yeah, just from memory. It. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Looks awesome. uh, I forgot what he did with his pants. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he did choreograph it. Oh, shoot. So this awesome. is a great, this is a great part, man. You know, man. think about they didn't have CGI back then. Him dancing next to animated penguins was a big deal. Yes. Yeah, that's All true. Right, I didn't think jump, about that. Yeah. Uh, let me jump in with my number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. I love this movie, and there are so many songs that I could have picked from Oklahoma, but I went with this one because I just, anytime it's sunny and I'm in an open field, I just think of this song. I think of this movie. Wait, I how many times are you Oklahoma. in an open field? Uh, every time I walk out of my house, pretty much. Okay, all right. So uh, I live in Mima Mountains. So oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so you what? just what? Wait, you just drive to an open field and actually, <laughs> well, yeah. Watch okay, that. I got it. The, now. The, which is part of the reason why this song means a lot to me because, like, you know, these like sweeping plains and and. I, I really like this movie. I feel like the movie itself is a lot of fun. It's old mm. enough that you get a lot of style and substance in it that yeah. you don't see in a lot of modern movies. I haven't seen this movie like, in a long like time. Like a guy doing rope tricks, you know, with a lasso. I love that. Just seeing that, you know, that's Jump a guy tricks. really doing that. Um, and people don't, there's not a lot of people who can still do that nowadays. But anyhow, there are a lot of songs in this that I really love. But I went with this one because I feel like it's the most iconic and it's the one that definitely sticks in my head. Matt. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> What's your number uh, three, Matt? I wasn't paying attention to the uh, subtle cues. No, um, <laughs> the staring and pointing. Uh, I, I chose between two songs, and um, because we already had uh, Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins, I didn't know which song you were going to do, so uh, I decided not to go with a song from um, The Sound of Music, which would have been yeah. uh, Do Re Mi. Do. A deer, a female deer. Yeah, so great song. But um, I went with uh, Five Goes West, uh, Dreams Love to Dream. Nice. I love this movie, man. I got goosebumps right now. Yeah. I love it. I remember this is this is the first time she sings in front of a crowd and she's super nervous. Yeah. Oh, you feel for it. her, and it's yeah. I think I think the first time I saw this, I got a little teary eyed. That's good. It's really good. And then the this cat is, hears I think, her. Actually, yeah. Which one is this? This is right before she goes and sings in front of everybody, right? That's right. Um, she's singing to herself. Singing this is when herself. she gets discovered. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just a really great song, uh, sung by so um, I'm not sure who. Um, so she sings they it. They did again. a great job. She sings it, it again later. Okay, so mine. Coming in at number three for me. Number three. Is Joanna from Sweeney Todd. Uh, Love it. Now, if you haven't seen the Johnny Depp Sweeney Todd movie, please watch it. This song is just a perfect culmination of beautiful lyrics, beautiful song, and also vivid, murderous visuals. Um, it starts out with the boy love interest walking through the streets, who was actually an accomplished singer, one of the few in the movie. 
dang it, I want to watch this movie yeah, right now. Yeah, this is the love song. Yep. Yeah. But then, if you go for it a little bit, this is my favorite part. <laughs> that is the sound of a throat being slit. Yes, it is. He's singing about his daughter, dreaming about how she'll look now that he realized she's alive, while killing multiple people in his barber chair. This you know, movie is so great. I gotta say, Johnny Depp did a good job with his singing. Uh, well, he's yeah. in bands. They cast uh, as a guitar player. Yeah. But they cast Johnny Depp as a singer, and Tim Burton was like, I actually haven't heard him sing. So they were like waiting in a room, completely nervous, and Johnny Depp went in and recorded the song yeah. My Friends as like a rough cut, and then he brought it in and just kind of left with the tape, and like Tim Burton and the other person working on the movie are sitting there listening to it, and as soon as he starts in with my friends, they both look at each other and they're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so yeah. he can <laughs> sing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Woo. Number two. Number two. 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 Sisters. Sisters. There were never such devoted sisters. <laughs> such a great song. Uh, so I, I really love White Christmas, and there's, once again, so many songs in this that I could have chosen, but this one, to me, really captures what's the best thing about this movie which in my opinion is Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye so even though the original so it's the one they're singing absolutely yeah. uh, the girls sing it first but it's way better when Danny Kaye and uh, uh, Bing Crosby do it it's so funny as a distraction they're the hitting each escape. other in the butt with giant fans it's just hilarious it's so lighthearted. Um, you can tell this movie didn't oh, take itself I remember, I remember where this is in the yeah, movie now yeah, yeah. okay um, yeah, there are a lot great. of things I I really like choreography, the song. I really mm. like um, even guys with two left feet come out all right if the girl is sweet. There, I love this movie, but Sisters is just that special capturing of, of an attitude, really, and not just the song, but an attitude behind the whole movie, which I think mm. gave it its magical feeling. I like this pick. I like this pick a lot. Matt? Oh, Hi. Hello. What's your number two? I got uh, number two is a song that I really love just in general. Uh, I would listen to it if I wasn't doing research for this podcast. Yeah. And that is um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Um, it's from uh, Across the Universe. And it's yes. maybe the best song in the movie, While in my, my opinion. Guitar. Yeah, so. Love this movie. Dang, it's As so a good. big Beatles fan, I was concerned a little about this movie, but they killed it in this. They film. did a really good job it. with with all movie, the songs, man. and I like the take they did. They really wrapped them into the plot. And Corey, I know that you like that, and I thought that was really cool that they did that. Yeah. They didn't just throw the songs in there; they're integral in a lot of ways. Yeah, they wrote the story based on oh, the yeah. songs absolutely. and what we yeah. And during this part of the movie, it is a sad, yeah. sad time. And for... I was glad that they gave it to to his character too. I thought that yeah. was a good choice. To make. He's supposed to be like Jimi Hendrix, basically. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, this part of the movie, he's like been thrown away um, for uh, from his lover and. Uh, He's just sad and playing alone. She went solo. She, she went solo. Oh, man, it's such a good song. I sing it to my son uh, when I put him down to sleep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to uh, get teary-eyed. <laughs> all right. My, uh, 
<laughs> my number two is so uh, another Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, email filmnark at gmail.com if you want to talk to Chris or take him out on a date. We can set that please up. Please do. Just please email filmnark wanna, at gmail.com. I want to sing lullabies to my children. <laughs> All right. Anyway, my <laughs> second pick, Chris, go weep in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> we're picking it up on the microphone. Stop number it, two. Chris. Stop crying. Um, and number two for me uh, is another Dick Van Dyke number. Yes. Uh, from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which watching this movie, this scene blew my mind with the Love choreography dancing. Too. Here we go. The, the, the tricks that they do, the physical tricks that they do in this is, is an absolutely incredible. I love it. I just love it, man. Yo, bamboo, yo, bamboo. It's so hard to not keep it going just because I want to watch it. I know, it I just want to watch it. <laughs> and, and listen to it. It's a good song, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a good yeah, song. It's just incredible. The, and I was doing when I think of musicals, I think of this song. You, yeah. Well, what, what, yeah. Something that makes that, that pick specifically so special is purely Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there will be an actor quite like he was. The guy was so multi talented, and yeah. he brought so much life to all the parts he played. And yeah. Speaking of, that was nearly my. Uh, my honorable mention was uh, the Chimney Sweep song. Mm. I love that Reminiscent song Reminiscent because it's it's Dick Van Dyke and there's a lot of really cool physical um, like mm-hmm. kind of little gags yeah. that they do with the Chimney Sweep brim. So. Those those two movies, Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang are, they could play on repeat forever and I think I'd still watch it. Yeah. So we are on to number one. Chris. Okay. My number one musical number is... Number uh, one? Number one. Make them laugh, yes. make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? I love this song. Um, this and is this much more scene. than just a song. This guy goes so ham oh. <laughs> during this like musical number. off the wall and then yeah, jumping yeah. through it. Oh. Jumping through things, running around, getting hurt. Just so he li- He makes you laugh when he's singing it and, and playing it. And jumping around and dancing is so great. I love this scene. This is actually everything um, that went into when people it ask me. Incredible. I think mm-hmm. one of the best movies ever is Shawshank Redemption. But when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I always say Singing in the Rain. And a big part it's of a that good movie. is because of this scene yeah. with uh, you know make them laugh. Yeah, YouTube that scene, watch it, and make your life better. It'll make you so happy. It'll make you laugh. Believe it or not, and uh-huh. and this it, it also touched me when I was younger because of that because I really wanted to make people laugh you know I really wanted to make people laugh and Corey is so mature <laughs> um, that he is giggling right now because I said touch me <laughs> so anyhow um, I don't know we uh, pulled back from that That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. make him laugh y'all sorry I was fishing for a joke and caught salmon uh, Matt. Your turn. What is your number one? Uh, my number one is um, from the Phantom of the Opera. It's got two titles. It's uh, I Remember 
and Stranger Than You Dream It. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was called Secretly, uh, apparently. Because oh. that's what I told you. Well, you could just keep that a secret. <laughs> but um, I Secretly, think that's what you call it. This is my number one for many reasons. Number one, literally, uh, is because of the the timing. Uh, the music versus the way that um, he sings slash speaks the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, is lyrically, it's really great. And it's at a part of the movie... Um, it's got the character's got so much torment and um, mm. the um, the Phantom. I mean, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'll stop blabbering and just play it. Uh, it's it's just so good. little part here because I want to actually hear the phantom. Stranger than you dreamt it, can you even dare to look up? Is this the Gerard Butler version? Yeah. This loathsome gargoyle who burns in hell but secretly yearns for heaven's secret. Dang it. I love, I love I love the time part. signature oh. in that in that part. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Dude, yeah. good pick, man. Thank you. Wow. Chilling. I was oh, pretty proud of that yeah. one because yeah, I, my <laughs> when I was researching it, I was like, oh, I'll go through um, some other movies that are really great. I really like, um, which was Moulin Rouge. I was like, oh, this is a great movie, yeah. and then I listened to it. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- musically, it's really bad, and yeah. I couldn't find a single well, song so- that I loved on its own. Yeah, uh, in I the like, movie, I love it. I like what they did with Roxanne on its own, man. Personally, in that yeah. movie, yeah. Roxanne. But if you watch it with, if you listen to it without the visual, right, right. it's just ugh. I'm gonna get a little deep for my number one because this is basically a song that I am completely obsessed with. Uh, it speaks to me on a thousand levels and I absolutely love it. The imagery is something I grew up with that I wanted to base things around with the type of imagery. It really got me in my ideal mindset. Um, it gave me a love for stop motion animation. The singing's fantastic. The lyrics are fantastic. And there's just so much emotion and madness in one song. I'm going to do everything I can to not sing this song. (laughs) Sing along, man. If I had a genie with three wishes, one of my wishes would be to be Jack in a live-action play. (laughs) It's getting started. There are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. 
who with the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms I have seen grown men give out a shriek. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so loud. <laughs> you can't see it, but Corey is literally lipping, like lip-syncing every single word. Oh, I know this song. This is a good song, man. Oh, so tortured by something that he's just used to doing. And the movie's about him finding love in that again, and I just... I love that part. Yeah. My favorite part... Do you know who sings this? <clears throat> Uh, Danny Elfman actually sung for Jack. No. Yep. Really? Yep. Danny Elfman actually does the singing wow. for Jack. Um, but my favorite part that I love doing, if you catch me mouthing lyrics in my car while I'm driving, odds are I'm singing this song just because I love it so much. But the greatest part, my favorite part, is when he, you can actually tell he's kind of going mad and he removes his head. And he's like, uh, I'm a master of fright and a demon of light, and I'll scare you right out of your pants. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I'm known throughout England and France. And since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. No animal or man can scream like I can with the fury of my recitations. But <laughs> You should have just sung like, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I should have just gone for it. <laughs> uh, no, but that whole, like, up and screaming and down to soft, like, it just shows his madness as a creature from a Halloween town, but also... Also, he's like a nice guy. He wants to do something. I just totally connect with that song, and I love it. I think that's a great pick. Oh, that's a really you. good pick. Mm, oh, so beautiful. I love it. So dynamic. Man, I really... I think we got some really good picks. I think uh, I think you could call it definitive. Anyone that uh, disagrees, can we can kill them. Yeah, they can... <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. That, that's a thing you can do. And when we kill them, it'll make us laugh. <laughs> I think wow! I, I might lament about it. <laughs> wow! <a little>. <laughs> Secretly, <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> what the actual title was. We'll oh, kill them all, oh, singing shoot. love songs to our yeah. long lost daughters. Joanna. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our supersized half. We'll find a time to kind of do this again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt, for being part of the film narc crew i love it i think the film narcans are going to be very happy with your presence and if not we'll kill them they'll make us laugh (laughs) we're making a lot of threats (laughs) a lot of threats i have no problem threatening people Uh, what are they gonna do get a hold of us get a hold of us on social media let us know what you think absolutely we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook uh, check us out on iTunes. Um, we will have more news about different things we'll be rolling out. And leave we'll a comment. Later. Leave a review. It really helps us out. www.filmnark.com. Absolutely. Yep. And, and if, if you look us up on iTunes, it's Film Space Narc. So there's a space between film and narc. Yes, do not put them together, you illiterate monsters. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> You'll blow up the universe. Blow it up. Milk was a bad choice.